Hey everybody, welcome back to Going For Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter Two. And we are pumped to be back, bringing you another episode of this podcast, talking about another week of Mississippi State football, and football all across the country um, truly is the best sport. And every time I have to watch an NFL game, I'm reminded how much better college football is. And so. You know, you just can't make up for the quality of competition in the NFL. I mean, you have great games like... Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just tonight we saw um, uh, the Bengals and the Dolphins play, and Tua got hurt. That's not fun to watch, and we never had to see that in college football. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah. In, in my career, I never watched, uh, never, never watched Tua sustain a injury um, in college. Right yeah, and absolutely not. I don't know. Also, but 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 real talk. Um, in 2019, uh, Tua versus Joe Burrow happened, mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase was one of Joe Burrow's receivers, mm-hmm. and Jalen Waddle was one of Tua's receivers, mm-hmm. and Evan McPherson was actually was he? No, I don't know. Was he LSU guy or he was Florida guy? Florida, yeah. Uh, Cade York was the LSU guy. Yeah, yeah. but the, you know, there's a lot of guys. Um, a lot of guys. A lot, lot, lot of returning faces. And the 2019 game was better. But I'll tell you, better product on the field. Better product on the field. But um, The NFL all stands said, are going to hate this. All that being said, Tua did have a very, very scary injury tonight. Apparently, he's doing well. Like, giving all of his... Can't trust Miami. Uh, he's supposed Moving to his, get out of the hospital tonight. extremities well, and he's not paralyzed. So that is just really, really good news to hear. But to after having a concussion, undoubtedly a concussion last week, he was somehow like passing concussion protocol and cleared to play like not even a week later. And um, yeah, I, I really hope somebody loses their job over that. Yeah, so. it, it was it was a really scary situation. Like. Tua's never done anything for me as a fan, but both times I've ever seen him go down, it's just been like, like, like a big like shock. Like I, I, I don't like how any of this feels. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 it messes me up for some reason. I don't know what it is about Tua, yeah. but and he's it, just he's just been one of those guys. I mean, like I know that his injury that happened in Starkville wasn't like a a head injury or anything like that. But it was just, like, this really odd injury. You he don't came really up see. with his nose bleeding, too. Like, I don't... Yeah. Like, dude like, came up bleeding somehow. We've, we've seen Dak and, like, Nick Fitzgerald get hurt just from, like, Mississippi State fan point of view. And, like, those are, are scary just because they, like, lift their leg up and it's, like, facing a different direction. Um, tr- trigger warning, maybe? Or delayed trigger warning? I don't know. <laughs> That's not going to work. Um, uh, but... This one, these are weird because they get up like last week. Tua got up and like couldn't stand up right, and this this time he got hit and his hands were like seizing up at like around his head. That, that I don't I don't tough, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's <laughs> tough to look at. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but anyway. hope hope he gets all better. Um, Tua fan here, uh, so just hope everything works out for him. Hope he comes back. Hope hope everything's okay with him. Yeah, so, I, I don't. I don't like when news like that happens. Absolutely not. Um, anyway, 
moving on, and we actually have a fun segment for our intro today. Instead of you having to listen to me ramble on about um, motivation or movies or whatever, we actually have a planned segment this time. Me and Hunter were both in on it. And um, so we have got a lineup, a baseball lineup made out of SEC quarterbacks from this year. We did this last year, had a lot of fun with it, so we decided to carry it over and do it with this year's roster of quarterbacks. And let's just do it. Okay. Well, do you want to lead this or me? Mm, you got it. You made it. Okay, cool. So so, so I'm going to start with, with some of the easier ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, first baseman, K.J. Jefferson. Okay. He's tall. He's big. He's first baseman. Probably hits for power. Yep. It's a nice position right there. Uh, second base. I think Will Rogers had this position last year, and he's keeping it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Will Will's right there. Uh, fast delivery gets the ball out. Never fast. really has to. Never really has to make a long throw. Yeah, yeah. Just just get him there. He'll get the ball. Uh, pretty slick. Uh, I feel like if there weren't defenders, he he would be better on his feet. So mm-hmm. so so that will help out. And then this is our biggest shakeup of the year. Um, at shortstop, we have Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of makes sense to me. Uh, you push back on this one a little bit. Uh, I'll let you talk this one out because I just think that that's a perfect fit. He played it in high school uh, like 20 years ago. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I did dispute it before I knew that he played it in high school. Um, I, I just think of a uh, shortstop as like a flashy position, and he is the opposite of flashy, at least before he got his hair cut. Um, I will say... He's like a Corey Seager type of guy it, who plays for the Rangers, played for the Dodgers for years and years. Um, he He's not going to look flashy, but he's going to get the job done. Probably going to hit the ball pretty well, too, and he's going to be a superstar. But, um, I mean, he's not going to not gonna look as good as, like, a Dansby Swanson, but he's, he's going to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, it would be Bonk. tough if someone looked as good as Dansby. Yeah, Bonk. Um, and then at third base, you know, a really premier position – we, we got to get someone who has some notoriety. And right there, we have future number one overall pick, Will Levis. Mayonnaise in the coffee. Let's go. Um, but yeah, it just kind of makes sense. Uh, you kind of mm-hmm. look at him, and you're like, yeah, he has the big arm for the position. Mm-hmm. Uh, pr- probably hits for like pretty good power right there. So I thought that was a good spot for him. And then yeah. the outfield gets a little weird, but oh my God, is it great defensively. <laughs> um, and right field we have Jaden Daniels from LSU, just Covering a rangy defender. Just yeah, like it's a no fly zone with him out yeah. there. Uh, probably doesn't hit for the most power, but you'd have to assume gets on base. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe a top of the lineup guy. Except for uh, center fielder Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I saw this as kind of like a Mookie Betts. Um, he yeah. could play anywhere in the infield other than first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that one was kind of fun. Bryce Young out there, I like it. And then in left field we have Anthony Richardson, a big, yeah. strong, rangy defender. Uh, probably hits pretty good power, you'd assume. A uh, big guy. Yeah, uh, wouldn't be the first uh, like former Florida quarterback to try to play left field or something. <laughs> And for those yeah. at home, we're talking about Felipe Franks. 
Red Sox legend. Red Sox legend. Felipe Franks. Yeah, and then DH, we have TJ Finley. Uh, it was either first base or DH for him. And we wanted to have him on the field as little as possible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, TJ Finley. And then one of the hardest positions to, to, to kind of make right here. At catcher, we have Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart. My, my only thing here is he kind of looks like a catcher. Yeah. Flow and uh, I don't know, like some some cool eye black, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The Star Wars eye black. No, he's I'm just gonna tell you, nobody in Star Wars wore eye black. So, <laughs> and I haven't even seen all the movies. That was just a complete guess, but I don't think they did. So that's what we have for our offense, and then uh, let's get to our pitching right here. Um, mm-hmm. We have three starters, a reliever, and a closer. Yeah. Um, so our first starting pitcher is Spencer Rattler, uh, USC. Uh, U, yeah, USC quarterback, um, the real USC, as as some would say. Some some could be wrong. Um, yeah, he has Anybody a demeanor. Says that wrong. He has a demeanor for to be a starting pitcher. So, mm-hmm. so that one made sense. He could also be one of those middle infield guys, but I honestly don't like him. Uh, <laughs> next we have Mike Wright. From Vanderbilt, a uh, big six foot five righty. He just kind of fits the bill, you know. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and then our last starting pitcher is uh, Mizzou quarterback Brady Cook. That's he just he's just terrible. Yeah, he's I needed your, someone undependable <laughs> um, for my Sunday pitcher. You know those you know, Sunday games are going to be like fifteen to fourteen. Yeah, know, yeah. So just come just get a guy out there. The yeah, and then mm-hmm. our relief pitcher, we have our only lefty. We have Max Johnson. Um, I thought this was the best use of him. You can kind of either use him in like some like setup spots or something, uh, but you, if you have a lefty, I didn't, I didn't really see his value in our outfield. I mean, his bat could be okay, I guess, but I feel like him in our pitching, pitching room would be pretty good. Yeah. And our closing pitcher is one Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I like it. yeah, that's what we got. I I have no reasoning for that. I ran out of places. There's a, and then uh, he has to have a good curveball, right? Absolutely. Gotta good have hook. A hook on him. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, so I think that was like my first like opening that I've done like by myself. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. You do that every time. Yeah, and it's not nearly as competent as that. So, you know, that like good. in oh, an obscure Pixar movie when they say uh... in Encanto. But, um, <laughs> right. So that's our that's our lineup for the week. You can critique that if you want to, but I guarantee you, Hunter doesn't care. Yeah, um, uh, send yours in. I'd like to see some some differing opinions. Maybe getting the least athletic quarterback in the in the conference out of our middle infield. <laughs> but other than that, a, a guy who just fumbled the ball just by running in open space in the national championship game. You might want to. That's like what Vanderbilt might want in their shortstop. Because um, their guys sure did fumble the ball a lot in the national championship. But you know what? I guess. I liked it more when Matt Corral was our shortstop. Yeah, that made a lot more sense. Um, anyway, 
We are going to move on to some college football. Um, not college football players playing baseball, but actually playing College football, football players playing basketball. Coming next week, everyone. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so we have, like we do every week, we're going to do a recap of these notable games from last week. And, man, last week was predictable in some ways. Like, me and you, I went 9-1, and one, you went 8-2. and two. It was like a, a really easy week, pick them wise But there were some insane games. And we just kind of want to touch briefly on a few of them, starting with Arkansas, uh, excuse me, A&M beating Arky last week, 23-21. to 21. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, this game, uh, I-, I told y'all that I- I'd been telling anyone that would listen, uh, A&M's going to win this one. And then at the beginning, was not feeling good. Arkansas was scoring from afar. That was a big uh, danger for my take. I was like, Arky's going to be able to get into the red zone, but they're not scoring. Um, but then it all kind of turned around uh, when K.J. Jefferson uh, decided to try to Superman from uh, from around five the five-yard line. Um, and then, then that was a fumble, obviously. Uh, picked up by A&M, uh, ran back. Uh, K.J. Jefferson catches the guy. And then he hands it off to another guy, and uh, they <laughs> score right there. So uh, that, that really... That really changed the game. Uh, it, it was kind of kind of a fight after that, and then uh, near the end of the game, A and M drives down. They try a really long field goal, and they miss it. So so now, the, okay, we're only up two. Arkansas just can't score at all right here. Yeah, y- you know, you know, and and Arkansas has a good kicker, so uh, that's a dangerous place to be with. Uh, a, an offense that when they want yards, they they can probably get yards like if they need them. So yeah. so Arkansas drives down and they they get to where they're comfortable. They go to kick it, and the happiest doink of my life occurred. I thought that thing was I thought that was such a beautiful kick. Like no way in this is. Yeah, <laughs> and it just doinks off the top of the upright. And, like and, imagine, just imagine a player hitting a home run down the left field line, and it just like bounces on top of the foul pole. But that would still be a home run. Yeah, that this would still be a good of, outcome. This hit off of the off the top of the goalpost, and then just wasn't a home run. I bet they would have taken a home run right there. Bob Moore hits a bomb. <laughs> Bob Moore yeah. makes that makes that field goal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just bounces right back in, and from every angle, it was just a hilarious, hilarious, just way to miss a kick. Yeah, I enjoyed um, watching two two teams that I do not like, um, both having troubles, and mm-hmm. it ending with neither team feeling good about how they played. Yeah, and later to find out that um, since they were playing in Cowboy Stadium. Um, NFL field goal posts are like five feet higher than college field goal posts. So like it wouldn't have hit the top in a college stadium. And who knows if that would have been considered good or no good. Could you imagine Arkansas Twitter? (laughs) (laughs) If that happened without those goal posts being higher and they called that no good. Yeah, it would just like just goes over the top and you just it's just a referee's guess at that point. All down to one ref. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a committee. It's just one guy making the decision. 
Jeez. I wish that would have happened. That would have been happy. But yeah, uh, Arkansas got their chance and blew it. Yep. All right, game number three. No, excuse me, game number two that we're going to talk about. That one took a little, took a little bit longer. But um, Kansas State beating Oklahoma, giving Oklahoma uh, their first loss in the Brent Venables era. Final score was 41-34. to 34. Uh, Oklahoma is Oklahoma. Yeah. They're going to lose one of those, one of the, just some stupid game. Usually yeah. it's like Iowa State, but this year. Surprisingly, uh, Brent Venables wasn't able to change the complete culture and defense of a team in around six months. Yeah. Who'd have thought? I expected more from me, Brent. All right, game number three, um, Middle Tennessee over Miami, uh, 45-31. to In what I think was probably the most shocking outcome of the week. It's the um, most hilarious one. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, I think in this game, Middle Tennessee had uh, three plays that three passing plays that were over 85 yards, which is just nuts. Like, if <laughs> I, I saw the 99, at least one of the 99-yard touchdowns. I don't know if there was another one. But. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a, there's a 98, a 95, and then there's like an 89-yard one, which is, is just silly. Like, uh, you go to the next game, and, and I'll, I'll find exactly what it was. Because I... I laughed at it. I don't even know when the last time Mississippi State had one of those. <laughs> Let's lift three in one game. Um, but yeah, uh, just a week removed from uh, be, losing to Texas A&M and us thinking that A&M might not be that bad. They just got to win over Miami. Miami completely blows it against Middle Tennessee State. And uh, like I said, that was just oh, the most hilarious. Oh, I found it. I found it. Uh Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Uh, there was a kickoff return that skewed me. Um, okay. There was one 98-yard pass, a 69-yard pass, a 71-yard pass. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Which is, that's just beautiful. I, mm. I love to see that. Mm. Don't you? It's just... Uh... <sighs> <laughs> um. All right, next game, we've got Texas Tech beating Texas in Lubbock. Um, this game proved to us that everything, everything runs through Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what they always say. 37-34 in overtime. Um, field storm and a lot of controversy there, too. A Texas player got shoved. Um, Texas's mascot got the horns down, thrown directly in his face. Uh, and Texas Tech is, is facing fines for all of that and storming the field all together. Um, so just a, just anarchy in, in Lubbock. Uh, Everything runs Texas. through Texas, especially NC State. Um, <laughs> NC State beat Texas Tech the week before this game. So I thought that yeah. was kind of funny. But mm-hmm. everything runs through Lubbock. Let's go coach. Yeah. So Texas continuing kind of a uh, just like – it would have been really, really fun to see what they looked like with Quinn Ewers this year, but um, obviously we're not going to see that. Uh, wait, is, he, is he coming back in a couple of weeks? Uh, I um, think he may be back this week. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's He was not with the great... team in this game, like dressed out. Okay. Well, starting in the Alabama game, hasn't been a, hasn't been a great few weeks for Texas. They haven't been, looked like they, they did against Alabama at all, um, but maybe they'll, they'll turn it around once Quinn Ewers gets back. Uh, the other game, which had a just a 
glorious finish in uh, in Auburn. Uh, Auburn beats Missouri seventeen to fourteen in overtime. Yeah. And in the fired coaches bowl, um, yeah. which and I, no result came out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think after this game, no matter who won, and if it had gone the way that it did, you could still fire your coach and have calls. Like, um, I was watching. I like turned on this game at the end because. I, I, I saw on uh, the Sicko's uh, CFB thing that there was, mm. um, I think it was seven straight, like three and outs. I was like, <laughs> yes. Oh um, so I turn it on and I, I just see the best brand of football I've ever seen. And, um, Missouri has a, has a hefty kicker. Um, they get him a chip shot. And somehow he misses it right. Like, I didn't even know a football and could some, move right. Some awesome cameraman somewhere had a camera directly on Missouri's quarterback ready to, like, run out onto the field to celebrate. And he ran out on the field with a huge smile on his face, only to find out that the hefty kicker missed the chip shot for the win. <laughs> so, game heads to overtime and take it away from there. Okay, so 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 Auburn starts... Um, I think the first play like goes nowhere, and then the second play, um, they throw an interception, but there's some, no. They throw what looks to be an interception, but after review, uh, it's not. And then they take a sack, and then they kick the field goal, make it, 17-14. Um, first play for Mizzou on their side of it, you score a touchdown, you win, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Field goal, keep on going. Easy stuff here, right? Yep. So, Mizzou... I think their first play goes goes for like 15 yards. They're in a good spot here. And then their next play, um, they, they get the ball around the left side. And, and he's running. It's like five yards from the end zone. Uh, ball in his left hand. You know, where it's supposed to be if you're on the left sideline. You know, mm-hmm. he, he takes the ball out of that hand to put it into his right hand. But never grabs the ball so he fumbles it out of mm-hmm. out of the end zone for a, for a walk-off touchback for Auburn mm-hmm. yeah. it was just beautiful football you love to see it ha ha yeah. ha ha yes sickos all right next two games uh happened outside of the SEC but still fun nonetheless again Michigan over Maryland um just Maryland made it made it interesting. Uh, final score was thirty four to twenty seven, and that was at at Michigan, correct? Uh, I'm not really sure, but it was Michigan's like first game of the season at this point. So, yeah, yeah. But that's all she wrote there. And then we had Clemson uh, just edging out uh, Wake Forest in double overtime, fifty one to forty five. Um, one that Wake Forest looked several times like they were gonna like they were gonna take it, but Clemson just. Yeah, it's tough when you get when for Wake Forest when you get a good Sam Hartman outing and can't close out the game. Um, But uh, DJ, uh, everyone's been wanting a game like this from him for like the past like two years, Uh, and and we got it. So it was good to see from DJ. He seems like a cool guy and everything. Hope he succeeds. Yeah, but. it was it was weird to see it turn on like that in a game where you need it. It turns on. Yeah. 
There you go. So that's all of our games that we're recapping from last week. I know it seemed like a lot, but it was just a great week of college football. Like Every we said, week's a but, great week of college football. Well, yeah, but last week kind of surprised me because it seemed so predictable, and then we still had so much just fun stuff going on. Um, still waiting on a 10-0 week. Uh, I think it really could be this week. But anyway, um, probably not. Not at all. All right, so we want to quickly recap the Bowling Green game. Like I said, last week I thought that I could get our preview of Bowling Green done in two minutes. I think I can get our review done in two minutes. Uh, you got and this. Then, I'm going to drink water while you do this. And then I'm going to hand it back off to you for, for our preview of a right, cool. Let's ride. All right. But the dogs dominated offensive, defensive, and special teams um, just like they should. Uh, they won 45-14. to 14. My prediction was 52-12. to 12, So um, a couple missed extra points for them. And one more touchdown for us, we would have been there. But I still think the prediction was pretty good. Will Rogers has a good game, as expected. Uh, 409 yards passing, six touchdowns for the second time in his career uh, to no interceptions. So that was a, a wonderful stat line for him. In what kind of seemed like a slow, slow game. Uh, like, it's just kind of... No, it's just one of those games. Like he, It didn't seem like he was just lighting anything up, but those yards just continued to add up like crazy. Um, Caleb Ducking had a couple touchdowns. Uh, Wally, uh, Simeon Price, and Tulu, and Jameer Calvin all caught uh, touchdowns. Um, I think it was uh, Simeon Price's first touchdown of his career. Yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure it was Tulu and Wally's first touchdowns of the season. I may be wrong about both of those. But... Um, just, just good to see a bunch of different guys catch passes um, and a lot of different guys catch touchdowns. It's a lot of fun. So um, really the only thing, only complaints that I had, our defensive line still not getting much push up front um, and still not, not getting like racking up many sacks. Uh, we saw Bowling Green kind of do what we thought they were going to do. They, they, they sack opposing quarterbacks a lot, and they got to our offensive line and got to Will a couple of times. And um, you drop back to pass a lot, you're going to get sacked. But it's still kind of disheartening to see a, a team like Bowling Green get, get pressure on our O-line. So um, a big injury to uh, Dollar Bill. Hopefully, I actually have not heard anything more about that, so I'm not Neither. sure if he's if he's healthy or not. I wish that, uh, our, but, wish that our coach would tell us about injuries. Yeah, but he, he left the field um, – on crutches, or he left the, he walked into the tunnel uh, without pads or anything on, on crutches. So um, he didn't have to be carted off or anything. So that was, I guess that was a positive thing, but um, I don't know. Still... They only bring out the carts for the sprained ankles in Mississippi. But um, uh, did walk out with a boot and crutches. So hadn't heard anything about that since Saturday. Um, hopefully he's back as uh, he'll be some part of this game against A&M. And, uh, Speaking of A&M, let's get into our preview for that. I uh, wanted to say one thing before this. Um, so okay. we all know the ducking celebration. I'm hearing from sources that uh, that's not what ducks look like when they waddle. From a guy that has a lot of ducks. From a guy that owns ducks. He owns ducks. I... Who owns ducks? So the Venn diagram is the one with the two circles, right? Yes. Okay, so you tell me. How does the oh, has a Twitter and owns ducks crossover? <laughs> this is this is a new one for for me and for all of humanity. I don't think those two things have ever intersected. 
Yeah. Is, is there duck owner Twitter? Probably. There's... That's there's called Facebook. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, yeah. Ducks don't waddle. Mm-hmm. Sources. Okay, so getting on to the Texas A&M preview. Uh, weirdly, I've watched a lot of this team. Uh, I think... Did both of us say that this is gonna? No, I think we said the LSU game is gonna like kind of shape our season. But yeah. you know, all of those all of those predictions get pushed back once the game happens. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone knows the offense has not looked great up until this point. Um, scored thirty one points in a like just horrendous looking game against Sam Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. 14 points in a loss to App State, and App State's defense has not looked good. Um, Mm -hmm. A whopping 17 points against Miami. Um, And then uh, just squeaked out a win against Arkansas, 23 points. So so it is trending upward. So so I guess that's something. Uh, Max Johnson does help with the offense. Seven of those points came from... A really weird scoop and score. Yeah, so their like offense that. still is still is doing their scoring output. But yeah. yeah. Um Max Johnson should help some of this. Um there were some there were some passes in this Arkansas game that uh, he put on some guys and they just didn't come down with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess with Hay- Haynes King playing for three weeks, you get accustomed to not getting the ball. So <laughs> I just have to take that shot at that guy. He, he must be really bad. Like, he he hasn't had a good game. It's wild. Yeah. He's going to be a great transfer quarterback at UTEP. I can see it now. It's going to be so nice. Um, but in the Arkansas game, uh, A&M lost their leading receiver, Anaya Smith. I think I think he was a senior coming at... Uh, coming into this year and he could have went to the draft last year but he came back for the team and then he 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 sadly got injured against arkansas uh hope everything's okay with him uh always seemed like a great player when we played against him like he he was just one of the guys like like the only guy basically other than the running backs and uh for a lot of the year this year he has been that guy like only Mm -hmm. guy getting receptions only guy like consistent um just disproportionate amount of targets to him um so that's a really big loss to them so now it's going to be i think they're two five-star uh freshmen that they have and then i think there's a few other guys but uh they're not really notable and i don't know i'm not sure how many guys they have on their depth chart that like you know would have receptions in any other year of texas a&m you know, because yeah. like not having a putrid offense, so so mm-hmm. really really didn't go that far down to their depth chart, but uh, they do have two five stars. Uh, two of them were suspended. Uh, again, I guess both of them were suspended against Miami, uh, but they did play against Arkansas, and yeah. So there you go. That that's that's kind of what I got on their offense, at least yeah. for right now. Well, I'll have a little bit more later. My list isn't the best. I did this at like ten thirty. Um, if A and M is elite at anything, it's uh, their red zone defense. Teams have twelve attempts, twelve uh, appearances in the red zone against them, and A and M has only allowed three touchdowns. 
Yeah. Um, so, 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 so my thing, uh, if, if there's something you see early in this game, um, if we score from afar, that's, that's a good thing. That's what Arkansas was able to do in the early part of the game. Because once you get down there, A&M's, A&M's guys are just different. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're just different. Like, and, and you may be able to win trading three with them just because their offense isn't the best. But I, yeah. I don't want to play that game. So scoring from afar, if you get there, I mean, people are going to be disappointed that we're not scoring in the red zone. But with a rate like that, it's kind of expected to not yeah. score. It, it, one thing I can tell just from what you said is that we need to avoid a start like or don't need to avoid a start like this, but we need to avoid what Arkansas did. They started early. They started really strong early, but were unable to continue that success. And kind of like what we did against LSU, we got a really, really strong first drive and then never did anything after that. Yeah, because um, A&M's going to be able to chip away. Their defense mm-hmm. is going to make some play. Um, they have electric special teams. Like, like stuff can happen. Yeah, I mean, they could be very similar to what LSU did, but they're not going to have a home home crowd behind them. So, yeah. um, not to, they're not really similar teams, but, I mean, if we get off to a hot start and then let them make adjustments and we fail to make adjustments, then it could be a, the same story that we've seen. So, um, just avoiding that. But I I think it should be a pretty favorable crowd. I think Starkville's going to be rocking. So Yeah. Um, their guys on the outside, uh, they're all those five stars that you hear about them. Uh, they're corners. Yeah. Um, so, that's going to be a weird matchup to see. Um, they really haven't played anyone that, that has really tried to pass against them. But with their D-line, I'm not sure that would be the smartest because yeah. those five stars are different. That hit on K.J. Jefferson oh last gosh. week. And K.J.'s a big dude, like mm-hmm. like actually huge, and just got ragdolled by a guy. And yeah. that that's – we haven't seen Will get hit too hard. I'm not really sure how he would handle that. I mean, I, I don't think I don't, he went to. The, I don't think he went to the Nick Fitz school of getting, getting back up. up. Um, yeah, we should send him there. Maybe he's been there. You never know. He's never not gotten. Um, so yeah, getting getting back to A and M's offense. We know what their defense is gonna be. It's elite. Uh, but, but, but stuff can be done against them. We know with this system. Doesn't matter the doesn't matter the defense that we're going against. Uh, if everyone's doing their job, we can get yards. But yeah. their offense uh, is really the the equalizer here. They're not great. And one thing from last year is they were one of the only teams to get really gash us on the ground last year. Yeah, um, uh, they ran for two hundred and twenty one yards, uh, but only one touchdown against us. And mm-hmm. that was with Isaiah Spiller as the lead back. And I personally think that uh, A-Chain is a better running back. I think last year, yeah, he averaged 8.6 yards per carry against us last year. Jeez. Which is nuts. Um, on eight attempts. I'm doing some quick math and learning that he, he did a lot with a little. But but there was there was a 41-yard rush in there that... Yeah, I thought I remembered at least a couple of Spiller also had a 44-yard rush. So these numbers may not even be, like, useful. If we're we're, going to be real about it. But, yeah. um, 
uh, their offensive line will probably be able to blow us off the line. Uh, just hope we can be in position to make good plays and Jimbo doesn't do anything smart, basically. <laughs> you may be safe there. It could be. Yeah. All right, and then also, facing a familiar guy um, in terms of defensive coordinators, see a pretty interesting stat here, and since you're the one who provided this stat, I'm going to let you say it. But, yeah, um, so, so Texas A&M's new... Uh, Defensive coordinator, who was honestly a killer hire, um, who who was employed to to lead this group of young men, this young group of impressionable eighteen year olds, um, surely has a good track history with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ Durkin's back, baby. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, so as you know, uh, we played against him the past two years when he was at Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Will, you know, one of these games was in basically ice rain. Um, yeah. And, and the other was Will's freshman year. But they were against Ole Miss. Uh, Will has thrown for 388 yards per game against a DJ Durkin defense. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Just, just one of those things you absolutely love to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, people told me last year that somehow Ole Miss had a good defense last year. I guess Sam Williams or something. I don't know. But Will passes for a lot on this defense. Yeah. And I mean, should have I mean, had like 40 more last year. <laughs> yeah. Don't remind me. And um, Will... Last year, I think the A&M game, um, us winning in College Station, is really what proved to me, and maybe to everybody else, that Will is, he is, he is really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he has flashes of, like, just indecision and and just kind of getting in a little over his head. But this game last year where he, like, uh, just kind of silenced a lot of people, wore a cowboy hat to his post-game press conference, and just kind of called called some people out for not believing in him and believing in the team. She kind of showed a lot of confidence right then. Um, was this the... Kind of, yeah, this was the Makai Polk coming out party, too. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, 13 receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really fun to watch it last year. Um and that was a super, super unexpected win for us this year. It, it's a little bit more believable. Um, and so uh, just kind of ha- going to see how we face these expectations because in week one or the first SEC game of the year against LSU, we did not really handle those expectations very well, went in as, as, a, as a favorite in Death Valley and, and were not able to handle it. So um, see if, if Will and the team can, can deal with being a favorite against a seemingly better team. So. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's going to do it for our preview of the A&M game. And we're going to move into our picks for the week, uh, into our pick em. And last week, got to give a shout-out to Nathan Taylor, who went 9-1. and one. He had the exact same set of picks as I did. I'm also Nathan Taylor. So both guys went 9-1. and one. Um, And Hunter, you went a very disappointing 8-2. and two. Um, So I was able to gain ground in the uh, pick em competition. So I'm now only one game back. Um, and... Really, really trying to dig my way out of a hole and not the, have to. The day is September thirtieth, uh, officially. Mm-hmm. And I, I am proclaiming that the going for two pick'em bet is over. 
Hey, did y'all hold on to tying the lead for like more than a second? No, you didn't. Sorry. Sorry, White Sox. The Nationals are really good. Sorry, White Sox. The Nationals are really good. Um, Anyway, got a few series with the Mets this week. So that should have been on our pick. That's all that matters. Yeah. What I had to get to face DeGrom and Scherzer. Um, No, I do not. (laughs) All right. uh, So game number one that we're going to pick is number seven, Kentucky, going to Oxford. Ole Miss's first uh, um, SEC game of the year after four straight non-conference games to start the year. Just bizarre. Um, So number seven, Kentucky, at number 14, Ole Miss. I'm going to let you pick this one first. Yeah, and and just just for everyone, we send in our picks to each other before, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we really don't talk about them. We're like, you know, this could be a week where we disagree, like, a lot. And I guess mm-hmm. you'll see how that went through the rest of this. Um, I'm picking Kentucky here. Uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky's big issue this year has been uh, run, run, running the dang ball. And, yeah, um, yeah, they have their running back back. Uh, he averages, uh, Chris Rodriguez, uh, he averages, mm-hmm. like, I think it was six yards per carry. And currently yeah. they're in, like, the they're ranked in, like, the 120th around place for yards per carry nationally. Um, yeah. And I'd say that a guy that gets your lead back who has a career of like six yards per carry is going to get more than like 2.3 yards per carry. And if that's been your main issue, I'd say that probably fares well for you. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm also going to go Kentucky here. Both of these teams um, – seem to be in over their heads a little bit in the rankings. None of them have just, like, neither of them have just impressed a lot. Kentucky, a win over Florida in the Swamp is is their their marquee win up to this point. And it, and it looked like a good one at the time. Um, may still look like a good one. I'm not really sure. Florida is kind of here and there. And, everyone's, um, everyone's either good or sucks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I'm giving the edge to Kentucky because I've seen a little bit more from them. I watched uh, – the second half of the Ole Miss Tulsa game the other day, and Tulsa just kind of had their way with Ole Miss. I uh, didn't didn't score much, but held uh, Ole Miss scoreless in the second half, and just didn't. The offense did not look explosive at all for Ole Miss. So I'm going Kentucky here. I know Ole Miss is favored, and um, that's just kind of weird. It's a it's a really bizarre top fifteen matchup, but I'm going Kentucky. Okay. All right. Game number two. We've got number two Alabama going to. Fayetteville against number 20, Arkansas. This game was uh, supposed first. to be a whole lot bigger. Yeah. It, <laughs> the past couple weeks have just kind of put a fire out on Arkansas. Uh, after starting the season against Cincinnati and having a seemingly a pretty big win, um, they've struggled against Missouri State and then had a really, really disappointing loss against A&M that we talked about. Um, so that that once bright light has just kind of, kind of faded a little bit. But... We still can look back to last year and say Arkansas, you know, didn't have just a great, I mean, eight and four year, I believe, um, and probably played Alabama closer than anybody outside of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really, really close game in Tuscaloosa and gave gave them a pretty big scare. Um, thinking back about it, I think LSU gave them a LSU pretty close also. game too. Yeah. yeah. So did Florida. So did we. Um, Wait, everyone anyway. gave them a close shot except for us and Ole Miss. Yeah, 
Dang, I forgot about that. Anyway, um, so Arkansas playing in Fayetteville. They might find some of that magic again, but I'm not buying it. I'm going to go Bama here. I think this is going to be the typical game of Bryce Young's career to this point. Um, we've mm-hmm. seen a year and three games of it. And it happened a lot last year. He's going to struggle in, in the first three quarters. I don't know if this is a Bill Bryan issue, Bill O'Brien issue. I don't know if it's a, they don't have the weapons that they used to issue. But the, for some reason, I feel like they're going to struggle. And then Arkansas is going to have a chance to win it. Then they're going to score too early. And then Bryce Young is going to get credit for a drive on a 8-4 and four team. And he's going to win the Heisman again. <laughs> I'd love to see it. So so I'm picking Alabama. Uh, there you go. I'm tired of these game-winning drives against subpar teams. He yeah. won the Heisman last year for drives against Auburn, LSU, uh, I guess like Tennessee, mm-hmm. Arkansas. They didn't. Oh, this just sounds like what Matt Corral did. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're back going Bama there. Yep. All right, uh, game number three. We've got number 22, Wake Forest, coming off of that Clemson uh, loss in double overtime. They're going to uh, Tallahassee and actually playing this game on Sunday, but it's number 20, Florida State. Um, did they move it to Sunday? I think they did, right? I didn't think they did. I thought you sent me that. Uh, no, that was Florida versus Eastern Washington. Oh, okay. I guess that would make a little bit more sense than Tallahassee, but um, anyway, yeah. Um, I might have just completely lied about that. Regardless of when it's played, I think Wake Forest is going to win. Yeah, uh, give me Wake Forest. Um, yeah. All right, uh, game number four, we've got number 10, NC State, at number five, Clemson. Uh, if I know anything... At this point, NC State is probably like a media darling. And then something's going to come out like around tomorrow that alters their team to where they don't have enough players to play. And then they'll they'll play a really, really, really... Actually, they won't play. They'll have a really good walkthrough with a, with a ragtag group of around probably like 13 guys on this team. Mm-hmm. And then... And then they'll get the game canceled. Pack nine, baby. Um, all that being said, I'm going Clemson. Yeah, give me Clemson. Uh, NC State is allergic to happiness. <laughs> all right. Didn't NC State beat Clemson last year? Uh, I don't know. NC State's allergic to happiness. All right. Um, Iowa State at Kansas is game number five. Um, Kansas should be ranked. Cowards. Uh, and Iowa State is due for their stupid win of the year, so I'm going Iowa State. Here. Yeah, give me Iowa State. It's it's too good to be true for Kansas. Um, yeah. Just look at it this way. You were on the pick twice in a season, and you'll probably be here a few more times. Yeah, just because it's it's us that pick what games go on here. Um, all right, we're going with another unranked matchup next. We've got, numbers, we've got game number six, but it's LSU at Auburn. Um, and this game is at 6 o'clock, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go LSU here. I think yeah. Auburn just stinks, and LSU stinks a little bit less. 
I think this is going to be a stupid night Auburn game. But I think LSU gets revenge for last year. All right. I like it. Um, no stupid Bo Nix plays. God, I wish Bo Nix was here this year. <laughs> All right. Next oh, wait, week wait, 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 wait. Last week, Bo Nix threw for like 400-something yards and a big come-from-behind win. Bo Nix having fun. Wait, we didn't talk about that. Bo Nix at home is dangerous. Wait, it was a away game. Bo Nix is dangerous, baby. Almost <laughs> lost to Washington State. Then the comeback. That's right. Didn't they cover? Or yeah. they were going to cover, and then... Oh, yeah. And then they Washington could scored a last-second touchdown. Yeah. Um, next, speaking of the West Coast, we're going out there. Um, not necessarily on the coast, but going out west. Uh, Oregon State... Um, <laughs> Uh, had their perfect season ruined last week, but they still got a chance. <laughs> Going out to the West Coast in Utah. <laughs> and all that water they have. Mm-hmm. Going to the, be- the the beautiful white sand beaches of Utah. Well, one um, of that's right. Yeah. The sand. White. white. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the beautiful white of Utah. Um, yeah, Oregon State at number 13, Utah. Um Give me, give me Utah here. Yeah, uh, that's that dark stadium or something. I don't know. That, no, this is the Fog Stadium. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. give me Utah. All right. Uh, game number eight. We've got Michigan State at Maryland. Uh, Tuck coming. And I, I, I really want to pick, um, insert to his little brother's name. Um, Talia. Talia. How could I forget? Um, because... Um, we picked we picked Maryland. yeah <laughs> i really want to pick him so i'm going to um i want to i was really because... wondering where you were going with that <laughs> you know it's just not a natural instinct to pick maryland to win a football game um so just just bear with me here but talia is gonna is gonna show up since Tua since Tua went down with that big car crash injury earlier um he's gonna show up for his brother yeah, um, I'm I'm going Maryland too. Uh, Mel Tucker isn't great. All right. Game number nine, we got number eighteen in Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma just lost their uh, first game in the Brent Venables era, like we mentioned earlier, facing another team featuring the primary color of purple. Um, is it is it going to be going to be another two week two bad weeks in a row, Hunter? Um, uh, you know they they say the most dangerous animal. Is an injured sooner. Well, I say the most dangerous animal is a horned frog. I don't Oklahoma think anyone's ever con- said that. Gonna con- they're gonna conquer the beast. Gonna, um, gonna handle the sooner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Oklahoma here. Yeah, I'm also picking Oklahoma here. All right, now, 3 p.m. on Saturday, America's game of the week, game number 10. We've got number 17, Texas A&M. And the Yale leaders traveling to Starkville. A dump of a town. Best restaurant there is Applebee's. Um, number 17, Texas a and At Mississippi State. <sighs> I'll let you take this one first. Okay. Uh, I have Mississippi State winning. All right. I've got A&M winning. Okay. And so that is our first disagreement. Yeah. If you've been keeping track, 
This is our first disagreement. Um, I'm going A&M, and I don't necessarily have a reason why. I just Mississippi State's got to make me believe that we can that we can win a conference game. The LSU game really took the wind out of my sails. Um, the Bowling Green game didn't do much to bring him back, just because it was Bowling Green. But um, I hope we win. I, I really think that, that we are the better team. A and M is, you know, their 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 two big ranked wins of the year have been kind of proven pretty faulty. Um, uh, not since then. I mean, Miami's lost to Middle Tennessee State, but Arkansas the week before they struggled really heavily with Missouri State. So. Um, Texas a is just kind of playing pretend right now, and uh, this is their chance to prove it against Mississippi State in Starkville. They've lost uh, four out of the last six against Mississippi State, um, against us, and uh, I, I think if they win this one, they'll still have lost four out of the last six. Is that correct? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure why I'm picking Texas a and I just don't, don't really believe in Mississippi State right now, especially if Dollar Bill is not playing left tackle. Um I'm going A and M, and I'll say the score prediction is going to be um, twenty-eight to twenty-five. Okay, I'm going to go Mississippi State. That'd be kind of funny if I did that. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Okay, so both three-point games. I almost went twenty-six twenty-two like last year. But I thought it improbable for us to like score safety. <laughs> but you don't I mean, need a safety. With Nathan's twenty six, <laughs> with Nathan Pickering on the field, um, you really never know what's going to happen. It just <laughs> wreaks havoc everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, offensive and defensive players of the week. Um, these really don't mean much. It's just We're can just you name a different? Can you name a different player than you named last week? Mm-hmm. Challenge. Um. So I had Makai last week, which was, he scored. Mackay? No, not Makai. Uh, Calvin, sorry. My West yeah, Coast I had, boys. I had Wally last week and he scored. So. My West Coast boys, love him. Um, you know, it's about, it's about part of the season where we have to have someone that you don't really expect making like stupidly large plays. You know, mm-hmm. you know how this works. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, he's dead to me. Um, no, picked him. Give me Justin Robinson, uh, Georgia transfer. Okay, hadn't heard of him since week one. I'm excited I think he had a catch last week. Did he? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I actually don't think I've said this guy um, this year, but he's he's proved to be uh, wide receiver number one for us. Um, I'm going to go Caleb Ducking. Um, you really need your, your best guy to show up and have a good game um, in a big game like this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ducking here. And then okay. defensively, I'm going to go Nathaniel Watson. Um, he has to make a big play. And I really want Mississippi State to get their first um, to get their first defensive score of the year. I don't think we have one yet. Now if he wouldn't have turned around. <laughs> I hate you. Um, um, I think last I week you picked like Marcus Banks, didn't you? I did. And then he randomly started. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. I I, I called that. Um, All right, who you got defensively? Who 
who's going to be in position to make a play. I think I've picked him like multiple times. Uh, I want Jackie Matthews again. I think okay. I picked him last week. I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. So we've all we, me and Hunter both agreed in the first nine games. We disagree on this game. I'm taking A and M twenty eight twenty five. Hunter is taking uh, Mississippi State twenty seven twenty four. And um, you know, that's the first time we've disagreed on a state outcome this year. Um, so excited to see how that goes. I really do hope we win. Uh, this is a big chance for us to to. Um, to make me a believer and to make a lot of people around the country believers as well, uh, as we've got a lot of a lot of huge games coming up. We're, we're facing our first real big stretch of, um, of SEC games this year, so excited to k- kick that off against A&M this weekend. Um, right now, we're going into our Instagram questions, and that's always our favorite segment. So thank you guys so much for uh, participating and sending us in a few questions here. And we will go through these pretty quickly. The first wait, question. Wait, 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 wait. We have some stuff. Will Rogers has launched an NFT. What? Woohoo! Uh, I'm excited to announce the launch of my club on campus, Sunlock. Campus campus unlocks. By joining my club, you'll instantly unlock membership, token artwork, plus gain VIP access to exclusive benefits, including an invite into a postseason club party with me, an autographed item, exclusive messages from me, and more. This is just OnlyFans. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> Was that worth interrupting my monologue? Yeah, uh, sorry. I was trying to find a sound effect before you got into that, uh, but it was kind of hard. I accidentally started like playing like some like Taiwan news, but luckily my phone was muted. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's get into our Instagram questions. I'm not buying this stupid NFT. All right. Uh, okay, bozo. <laughs> First question comes from Brooks Taylor, um, and it is, will this make or break our season? Um, anytime Mike Leach is your coach, like, every week is its own season. Like, I, I, we're going to win games that we're not supposed to, and we're going to lose games that we're not supposed to. Um, since we lost the LSU game when we were supposed to win this, I personally would probably, like, I know I'm contradicting my pick, but, like, we'll probably win this one. Um and then lose to Kentucky and Auburn, um, and then beat Ole Miss. So, I, yeah. I don't think any any week really makes or break our makes or breaks our season. Like I guess if, if we have like New Year's Six Bowl hopes, like we really have to win this one and and a lot more. Um, but personally, I week by week, I don't really think our our season is made or or lost. Yeah. So. Uh, First, first, next question. I just had a stroke. Um, Plebeian Monk asks, can the dogs keep A-Chain and his vision under 100 yards? Hope so. That would be nice. I'm going to say no, but we... Mm, they, they ran for a lot of yards last year. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he's, he's better us. this year. Yeah. Um, but and, and Jimbo's they, they, an idiot, so he'll probably do anything else. Yeah. Hayes King will probably start against us for now. I would be so happy. <laughs> All right, next question um, comes from Jess Cooley. 
does college football become less romantic as we enter true adulthood? I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm going to say no. I, I, I think one thing that has changed is like walking up like the little ramp to get like into like get up to your seat at a state game. Like that walk up that ramp used to be the most magical thing ever. Like where like the stadium just came into view for you. Like I, I thought that was like really, really awesome. And now I think it's a little less awesome. So that's kind of course. That's kind of sad. Um, that that I, my view on that has changed. But like I'm sure if I walk into like a new state, like I remember this similar thing at Arkansas, and that was still fun. So as long as I can travel and watch games at other places, I think college football will still be pretty romantic. So also, the only thing that I don't like is that they're like way younger than me now. Like yeah, considerably. That me. Once I, if I can just stop myself from thinking about that, I'm good. Yeah. And the last question, it's a it's a fun one, and it might lead to some tangents. Um, Nathan Taylor asked, "What would you rather do than be a yell leader at Texas A&M?" As old Rock, the good ag once said, um, "I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think he existed. I don't think old Rock is real." Classic stock. I thought you said laughing stock. Oh, army. Um, what would I rather do? Um, um I'd rather steal valor. Then, um, <laughs> oh wait, those are the same things. Um, <laughs> what's like your big? What's your biggest fear? Biggest fear? Uh, probably being in a war, and instead of seeing a whole battalion, seeing a handful of Texas A and M grads. So, would you rather? Be in a war against A&M grads or be a yell leader. Because <laughs> my, my biggest, like, realistic fear, I have a couple of them. Snakes being one. I don't like kidney snakes. stones being the other. Um, I might rather pass a kidney stone every year of my entire life than have how to you, be a How do you grow kidney leader. stones? It's just a, uh, like a calcification of... Like calcium just builds up in your in your body. Can you explain more how that works? Drink a lot of soft drinks and like sugary drinks, and I think there's like some genetic factor. Um, Why would milk play into this? It might. Um, I really don't know. I drink a lot of milk, and I've never had <laughs> never had kidney stones. That being said, it's a huge fear of mine, and I would rather have one of those pretty often. I'd rather get shingles again. Don't you like always have shingles? Like it's Two times like shingles getting it again. Not gonna lie. You're basically uh, seventy. Yeah. When when you collect in your social security. Not soon enough. Um, also, I really wish that I could go get the shingles vaccine. Uh, I'd rather get the shingles vaccine than have to go be a yell leader at A and M. Honestly, I, I, I feel just, like I'd be pretty funny as a yell leader at A and M. I, the thing is, like, it's just instant karma. Anytime you lose, like, that video is coming out, and you're gonna look like an Jack, idiot. No Jack, what. if we had listeners, that's how every episode would be. 
Well, yeah, well, we don't. If we did, I'm sure we would we would handle things a little bit differently. <laughs> I'm sure we would be less idiotic. Probably not. But anyway. Hey. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, that being said, I would rather, like, try to catch snakes with my hands, get While kidney stones pretty often, and have shingles, than be a yell leader. And Hunter, I would rather go to war. Against a handful of Aggies, instead of a yeah. battalion from West Point. All right, so that is going to do it for our Instagram questions. Thank you guys so much for participating. Like I said, uh, and sending us in uh, Instagram questions to provide us with the best part of our show um, from our point of view. It's probably the probably the worst part. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for our episode. We are super excited to watch some Mississippi State football this weekend, and we are excited to be back next week on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Have a good one. Classic stock. I, I thought you said la- la- laughing stock. Hey. Oh. Deep. And I mean deep in the backwoods of North Carolina. I had to look up if it's a state. <laughs> <laughs> Much less read a map. <laughs>